Today's show is about Dillis, one of my clients' and students' journey with hip pain, surgery, the ins and outs of healing, and Spirit's perspective and teaching on her so-called illness. Hi, this is Andrew Wayfinder, psychotherapist, life purpose coach, and soul healer in Chelsea, London. You're listening to The Way of the Awakened Soul podcast, a show about finding your soul's purpose and how to use science, psyche, and spirit to guide and follow your true path in life. Tune in weekly for inspiring stories, cutting-edge science, and ideas, along with spirit healing and guidance sessions. Join the show at thewayoftheawakensoul.com to have your questions answered on the air and win a free healing or divination session for yourself. Now, let's get started. Dillis, who you might remember from a previous show where she shared some of her initiation journeys, is an artist, writer, and a very wise journeyer. Sent me these two journeys to let me know what's been happening with her hip. I thought it was worth sharing and got her permission to feature them on a show. The story is that she hurt her knee very many years ago, probably about 15 or so. And in the last year, roughly, her left hip has become very sore, inflamed, The diagnosis is osteoarthritis, to the point where she can hardly walk, climb stairs, get up and down from chairs, and so on. And as she's a super active woman who's always out doing things, going to singing groups, art shows, galleries, talks, plays, and so on, this has been a real problem for her. Her doctors wanted to do a hip replacement, which she has been vehemently against. And then she's seen many different sorts of people, osteopaths, massage, chiropractor, warm baths, spiritual healing with me and with other people, doing anything she could to avoid the surgery. About two months ago, though, she decided to go ahead with the surgery because the pain and the immobility had gotten so severe. And she's actually been seen at and accepted for surgery at the top hip replacement, you know, complex surgery centers in the UK, which was pretty big news for her. So here are the two journeys that she sent me recently as she's been trying to get help and make sense of the big picture of why this is going on for her and what she can learn about it. Journey number one, about three days ago. Hi, Andrew. I'm sure you've experienced this, meeting yourself from another time slash realm. I had it once before, a rather scary dream, and at the time she slash me was pretty accusative. Not so this time. On Friday, I rang the center, only to learn that with a big influx of bone cancer patients, they naturally have priorities, so my pre-med is not likely to be before December. Whilst dismayed about this extra time length, at the same time, I feel huge relief. Sharing this with her doctor, she says, you are the main reason for holding back this surgery because you have not in your heart accepted it. And I know she is right. I don't know why I so dread and don't want bone sawn. I accept that there is no other route for me. Anyway, today I thought to journey and see and meet an Anasazi guide or ancestor for help. Crow agreed, but said he could not come with me. I'm there very quickly. Arrive on an open terrain. About a dozen men sit in a circle on the ground, chanting around a small fire over which is suspended part of a skeleton. I think a leg hanging by an ankle. Mainly, I see the hip and pelvic bones. This is not gruesome like a previous journey, which we did together. It is some healing ritual. I walk up behind them, but am not seen. Then a female voice speaks to me from behind. 
I turn and see the face and eyes, very, very fleetingly, of myself. She seems friendly and warm, and bids me follow. I do, and we enter some covered gathering where a number of other women are making food and juices from berries, children running around. I do not eat or drink anything, and the rest seem not to see me. She tells me that this hip thing is a gift, and whilst I am complaining of how slow I have become, try to honor this great slowness and appreciate it, and really be aware and look intently at all things. Because when this snail's pace is repaired, that ability will no longer be there. See the gift. That would be the real magic. I go out onto the open land, and she seems to say that I can return to meet and talk with her via my stone when I want or need to. The stone is a small stone that she works with. It seems to be an object, almost like a portal, that makes it very easy for her to access information in other dimensions. Is that the gift? Because it's pretty amazing. The men still sit there chanting, the bones still hang aloft, but this time a most beautiful deep blue smoke gently spirals and curls upward, in and out of the bone spaces, like a caress, very O'Keefe imagery. And then I am back in Dartington. Crow is there. He tells me he has never been there. The Anasazi, he says, are deeply spiritual and a mysterious tribe. Are, he says, not were. And he hoped I listened and looked intently whilst there. There is something amazing about being met by yourself from another time, because I think these realms are concurrent. So just think, if we can earn the permission to co-visit, well, that would be a staggering gift. I hope this trip will help me accept the repair. Less and less folk I can share this stuff with. Good luck with your great work, Gillis. And then yesterday, last night, I got the second journey. Hi, Andrew. Better put your seatbelt on for this one. Such a hard day to move around. So late afternoon, let's pick up my stone and see if I can go see me back then for some help. Don't do Dartington. Hold the stone and repeat my intention three times. Arrive at open land. No one around. Wander down a track I see. Then come in sight of the sprawling Chaco dwellings. Well, they're like Mesa Verde, where I have been and walked around. They are tall, several stories high, great hangover of the cliff. There's one dark window space slash doorway that attracts me. I climb up there, knock, and walk in. A very small room, bare except for a small basket in a corner, and the body of an elderly woman lying on the floor, covered with rags and skins. I walk over to her. She is dying, not in pain, just easing away. And it is me, or rather the 40-year-old I met before, who said I could revisit. I had expected to see her at the same age and talk with her. I lie down alongside her, and put my arm around her shoulder. And at the same time, some figure I do not see comes in and lies down alongside my other side. This feels also to me be me, but from far into the future, maybe from the icicle energy future. That was one of her initiation journeys. At any rate, we lie like three cut-out paper dolls, supporting this particular end, together a continuum across the swathes of time. Somehow the basket is in the middle of the floor, and herbs and incense is burning. Some miniature kiva? Outside I hear a gathering, who begin gently to drum with their feet on the earth, 
They gather sound and rhythm, then stop suddenly. Her spirit has passed over. Next I see ahead of me, outside on the track, they are carrying her on some plank to a pyre. Not Ganges stuff, but fire seems to be the method. To the top of the track they go, one way, and I, another. I go to the spot where the fire burnt over the skeleton before. Here I accept that bodies or body parts wear out, need to be thanked and honored and released, and the new parts, if that's an option, welcomed in, that it's always the spirit which continues in many different sets of clothing. I ask for blessings and gratitude for the surgical team who will eventually work with me. They almost feel like druid priests at this point. I also ask the same for that hip part already in a sterile packet in a box on some shelf in this in the surgical center and express gratitude for the mobility to do more, which it will give me. Finally, I take leave, the worn hip joint that has so generously supported me through all this life so far. It is tired and ready to go and ultimately reform somewhere. As I finish this, I am told to rub the cold ashes on the ground into my skin at that area. I am about to go, when I receive a flash-slash-clarification. The building which has obsessed me for some time, the large photo plus a painting and several drawings, is of course a slice of the Chaco dwellings, or some Anasazi dwelling, the same dark random shape, blank window, doorways, a bit of an odd angle, doorways often on the side, tall and the color sort of a white cream, plus the heavy overhanging cliff, just in, like in the London building, it was the square demolition tower above the central core. Small wonder it rang such bells. You too picked up some references when you saw the photos. Similar background experience, maybe. How extraordinary the felt-remembered images we hold within us. This is a reference to a photograph she took many years ago that has haunted her for years and has been the subject of a, a major painting she's also been working on for about the last year and has been a very big part of her kind of artistic work recently. I don't know understand what the full story or connection is for me with the building, but it's something to acknowledge and allow to emerge. Spent a fun hour painting this morning. Actually, some of these places I've been to would be well worth abstracting and paint rather than straightforward figurative. I might get closer to the essence that way. Well, that feels a relief, if not physically. Yet hopefully I've been able to lift the hold up somewhat. I don't think I've learned how to use these stones. All I've ever done is pick it up, see a myriad of images on it, and my thumb just exactly fits into the small indentation and we're off. And I can't take any credit for any of it, but it's wonderful to have it. Well, I think a bit of a break is called for on the journeying fright front. Yes, the Sufis are all very beautiful and mystical and ancient, of course. Dillis. P.S. This stuff should carry a health warning. Anyway, I just thought this was a, a very fascinating and, and powerful set of journeys because, of course, there's always a physical and concrete dimension to every illness or problem, but there's often also a spiritual or soul level pattern and events taking place, a message or a limitation, and that if we work with it, we can discover all sorts of answers. The other thing that's also very interesting is is the whole theme of time travel, because not only Dillis, a lot of clients, and myself included, have experiences where we find ourselves in what presents itself and feels like another time and a place, where we are putting something to right, 
putting something back into balance. In many cases, it feels like perhaps a previous lifetime of our own. And this is, you know, not too surprising. I do quite a bit of shamanic work, and there's a lot of work within certain shamanic traditions understanding what needs to be done to bring balance and harmony to previous lifetimes and how previous lifetimes and events in previous lifetimes create patterns and templates that repeat again and again and again. So anyway, that was Dulles's journey in excitement. Next week, I think we're going to be looking at predictions and divination and working with the future. Have a great day. And also, if you want to have any kind of session like this for yourself, be on the show, go ahead and go to the podcast page, thewayoftheawakensoul.com slash, I think it's two hyphen podcast. Or if you just go to the show, to the page, you can click on the podcast button. If you sign up on the show there, you can apply to have a journey done, you know, like this, recorded for the show. And it's free instead of paying the usual 55 pounds. That intrigues you. It would be helpful. Love to talk to you. Take care. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. This was The Way of the Awakened Soul with Andrew Wayfinder. I hope you enjoyed the show and you're inspired to go live your life of meaning and purpose. Please leave a review on iTunes and make sure to go to thewayoftheawakensoul.com. To get your questions answered on the show and win a free healing or divination session for yourself. Thanks and goodbye.